Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory Live right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, and also, thank you for joining us if you're watching the replay on uh, Creative Motion Network, or if you're watching or listening to the uh, replay on any of the audio podcast platforms that we're a part of. Really excited for you to join us. We've got a great guest as we continue National Humor Month uh, with the one and only Rhonda Corey. We're actually going to play a clip of her comedy, give you a taste of it. Uh, in just a moment, and then we're going to hear from her uh, as she's getting ready for a lot of dates. Things are picking up for her uh, now that we're kind of getting out of the, the whole COVID business. We're really excited to see uh, that she's getting back out there. We're going to talk about comedy, about faith, and all of that come up in just a moment. Uh, first, let's get started with our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, our Devotions with Dave segment is going to come out of uh, Romans fifteen thirteen, 13, uh, reading from the NLT. Uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, that's Romans fifteen thirteen. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love any verse that reminds us about the hope we have. Hope is bigger than any person, any government, uh, even our church. Hope is bigger than all that combined. Hope is in the form of Jesus Christ who came and paid the price for us so that we could call God our Father, so that we could go into the Holy of Holies and be close and have a personal relationship with him. So I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Uh, joy is more than happiness. Happiness is kind of a fleeting emotion, but joy, that's deeper. That's more permanent. Hope, that's deeper. That's more permanent. And peace that comes from Christ, that's deeper and more permanent. So I hope that uh, this scripture reminds you that that's where our hope is, that our hope is in Christ, and that that's where we should be uh, seeking to get filled from. It's that living water that Jesus offers that We'll make sure that we're never thirsty again. So that was our Devotions with Dave segment uh, coming from uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. I hope that uh, spoke to you, and I hope that you will spend time in the Word uh, for yourself because the Word is so vital and so important uh, in our Christian walk. So we are continuing the National Humor Month celebration. Uh, our guest this time is going to be Rhonda Corey. She's a phenomenal comedian. She hosts the Talk is Cheap uh, show every Tuesday at 730 uh, Eastern time. So uh, 630 Central, where I'm located. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we've had uh, or I've seen several of our uh, favorite people on there. Uh, Steve Rivera and Haas have been on there, uh, both from Gutty's Comedy Club, uh, friends of the program. So we're going to check out uh, a little bit of Rhonda's comedy. And then we're going to bring her on in just a moment right here on the Gifts of Glory podcast. So here we are, right? We're in the car and we're spending some quality time together, you know, and he looks over at me. And he says, Rhonda, do you know what's longer than the line at Walmart on Black Friday? And I said, could that be your love for me? And he said, no. 
That would be the hair on your chin. So that is just a taste of the talent of this uh, comedian. She is the uh, the winner of the 2018 Clean Comedy Challenge that's held right here in our uh, neck of the woods at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. Uh, she's been all over the country sharing her gift of comedy. Uh, she's also the host of, as we mentioned, Talk is Cheap. It's a weekly live show Tuesdays at 7.30 Eastern on her Facebook page. Uh, also, you can catch the replays on the Creative Motion Network. And we're continuing, again, our uh, celebration of National Humor Month. Please welcome uh, Miss Rhonda Corey. Rhonda, welcome to the Gifts for Glory mm-hmm. podcast. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. I, I'm excited to have you. Uh, you know, I love your videos. I uh, uh, found them on your uh, web, uh, website, rondacorecomedy.com. And I really enjoy Talk is Cheap. Uh, usually, my wife and I got like a Bible study or we're studying for ministry classes on Tuesdays. Uh, but when I can't catch it, I definitely love to catch it Tuesdays at 7.30, but also check it out on uh, Roku on the uh, Creative Motion Network. So it's an honor to have you on. Oh, thanks. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be on. That was a wonderful no. devotional. Oh, thank you so much. Um, the only thing I couldn't figure out is how to get a separate invite to get the Chewy cam on. So maybe we'll just leave that as a teaser for Talk is Cheap. 
Yeah, yeah. He is, I have to tell you, he is right next to me. He is always right next to me because uh, he has to be. He's he's hired me as his um, butler. Um, oh. Yeah, for a year I've been his butler. And uh, he, you know, when he barks, I have to take him out. When he, he's just, I want to sit next to you. I want a treat. He's he's very demanding. And, and I, uh, the viewers may have seen uh, one of our cats just uh, popped in the bottom corner of the screen a moment ago. Uh, and uh, you know, Trooper is a lot like that. It, it's almost as if like I I'm his Jesus, and he, he recognizes the sound of my voice. So when I start talking, he wants to come over. <laughs> yeah, cats will. Um, cats have a mind of their own, and they're going to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. Right? Yes, they're they're like teenagers. Sometimes they want all the attention <laughs> and love in the world, and then sometimes they're like, "You don't exist." Um, That's true. But, that, that is that is a teenager. I don't have kids myself, but I can imagine that having cats has pretty well prepared us, uh, because you never know when. <laughs> When they're going to need food, uh, there's going to be plenty of stuff to eat, but they're still going to meow, want more because, oh, I can see the bottom of my bowl. And then you always got to clean up after them. Yeah, that's true. They are a lot like cats, you know? That's true. That is very, that's a, that's a great um, comparison. (laughs) I'm sure they love it too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you are a, a comedian, you're a speaker. Uh, and you said you really focused on it uh, starting in 2017. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you got into comedy in the beginning and what made uh, the difference to where you kind of really pursued it uh, just uh, about four or five years ago. Okay. So um, I I started doing comedy in churches. Um, doesn't everyone? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I actually paired up with a woman speaker Gail Cooper, who was a phenomenal speaker, by the way. Look her up, gailcooperspeaker.com. Um, she's amazing. And um, we were both feeling like we were being called. Um, her to tell her story. She has quite, she has many stories, but um, she has quite a story to tell. And it's a little heavy. And mm. so I was feeling uh, called to do comedy. And... Um, and so I think God put us together because honestly, we were probably um, too afraid to do it separately. And so we were there to encourage each other. And so um, I started, we started with this ministry called Take Two Ministries um, based on Ecclesiastes where two are better than one. So, um, and of course, uh, God is a God of second chances. That was, that was kind of what our, um, what we were based on. So that's how I started. Um, I would open up for her <laughs> and, uh, and then she would speak and, or, you know, maybe some, we did a lot of women's events and uh, that's kind of how I started. That's awesome. And I, I love the, the idea of, you know, Ecclesiastes two are better than one. And also, you know, God is a God of second chances. So, you know, that, uh, that, uh, that ministry is awesome. Uh, and, is that connected to your website or what's the website for uh, take two? Are you guys still doing stuff together? We do. We do. You know, well, we haven't done a lot this last right, year, right. But, we, but yes, we're, we definitely, um, 
you know, are willing to go out together um, as well as, you know, she speaks on her own. And uh, obviously I'm doing comedy on my own. But, um, yes, we definitely go out together as a team. We just think that's like the perfect package, you know, to have uh, a speaker and a comedian. But um, it is take2ministries.org is the website. Mm hmm. And is that uh, two spelled out or is it uh, the number? Oh, two? yeah. I'm sorry. It's T-W-O. Yeah. Take right. two. T-W-O. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put that up on the screen for okay. everybody so that they can uh, they can find it and connect with you guys. Because uh, uh, a speaker and comedian, it goes hand in hand because I've found, and I'm sure you, you can relate, that comedy breaks down a lot of walls that allows yeah. messages to get in uh, behind uh, the facade. Exactly. And that was exactly, um, you know, I wanted there, you know, to be that piece. Mm -hmm. And I knew she could deliver that piece better than I can. So, yeah. Awesome. So now you're uh, doing comedy and, uh, uh, you know, doing more of your own thing. Uh, what kind of, you know, drove you to really jump in uh, beyond uh, the, the speaking with uh, Take Two? Was there an event or was there a, a moment where God just got a hold of you? What happened uh, to get you really to dive in? Well, I think, you know, she, she, uh, Gail was doing some different things and I just felt strongly, I just so driven to do comedy. I can't even tell you, like I, I think about it so often and just, I did feel called just to, like, I needed to plow ahead and just continue to do that. She was writing a book. And so, um, and I was getting some opportunities to do um, some gigs and events, you know, alone. And so that's kind of how it started and um, going to the um, CCA Christian Comedian Association conference too. I mean, I was definitely encouraged to, you know, okay, you can do this on your own. You know, there's no reason, you know, you have to always be paired with somebody. You can do this by yourself. They might not always just need um, a duo. They might need, uh, you know, just a comic. So, um, so I just got really serious about it. Um, in 2017, I, um, I looked back because I was so frustrated. Like, why am I not getting better? I should be better at this. I should be, you know. And the thing was, I wasn't getting enough stage time, Dave, you know. Mm -hmm. And that is imperative. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I started, I went to uh, my first clean comedy challenge, which was actually uh, in, uh, in Chicago and Aurora at the Comedy Shrine. And it was a totally different uh, setup for me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was, ah, uh, I learned so much and I was so excited that, um, I had wished I had signed up. This was in July. I wish I'd signed up in the one for August mm -hmm. and I begged, borrowed, stole so I could go to the one in Pasadena. Because oh, wow. I, yeah. And it was a totally different, you know, it was just, it was totally different, even though it's the same concept, it was different. There were different contestants. There were different, um, uh, mentors there, teachers. And so I was like, that's it. And, um, I really wanted to, uh, place the next time I went, I wanted to place. And so, um, Marty Simpson, we did a show together and I said, Marty, what? do what, what should I, what do I need to do to place in this contest? He said, you need to hit the stage. You need to do some open mics. 
I did every open mic around here that I could possibly find and they are not pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, um, I ended up really, you know, making some friends in the Rhode Island area. Um, and so that was great connected with people. I mean, not, and, and not everybody that I connected with were Christians, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, which is great because, you know, we need to be around everyone. You can't yeah. be in a bubble. That's, that's not, that's not healthy no. either. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I ended up, you know, just really, you know, editing my comedy down and um, I went to uh, the Clean Comedy Challenge back in Chicago again. Mm -hmm. And I think I was as shocked as anybody that I want to be honest with you. I was, you know, I mean, not that I didn't try, but I was I was blown away. And with uh, the Clean Comedy Challenge, it's over a, a couple of days and you have multiple opportunities to perform uh, yes. round by round. So there's got to be a strategy. It's like, I know I've got a really great bit. Do I use it in the first round to make sure I advance or do I save it for the last round? So how did that you know, strategy or was there a strategy for you at that point? Um, I figured it out. I think I figured out that I would have to do a total of 12 minutes. And so I just broke up you know, broke it up in chunks. I, you know, I did end up switching. I didn't have it all laid out before I went. Mm -hmm. Um, and I practiced like crazy, you know, three minutes isn't a lot of time, No, but you can get a lot of jokes in, in three minutes if, if they're, if they're edited down. And, uh, so I did, I don't know, I kind of did my little chunks, you know, little, mm -hmm. little chunks here, little, you know, maybe different categories. Um, and I guess that's how I broke it down. I don't, I don't think I really, did I save the best for last? I don't know. Okay. I, I tried to be consistent. There you know, you I tried to be consistent. I think that's really probably what did it is I was consistent. And looking at, at the uh, the picture uh, of you guys all there, the comedy shrine at the end, uh, there are some well known and some successful comedians that were a part of that. Uh, I recognize Joby Sad. Was he a judge or was he a? Oh no, he was. He was definitely. Yeah, he was a judge. Yeah. Okay. He was. I don't. Was he a judge or he helped out? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if he actually judged. Bill uh, Bill Gorgo judged. Uh, Rocky Laporte was a, a judge. Um, and a couple others too. Yeah. Rocky Laporte, he's been around for a long time. He's hilarious. Oh, he's amazing. And I, I got the opportunity to work with him, um, for a fundraiser that he did in Connecticut. That was a lot of fun. And then for another, um, for a club down here, which is a different story that, <laughs> that didn't go as well as the uh, fundraiser. <laughs> Do you have a preference over uh, what kind of show, whether it's a club show or a church show? Um, I primarily work in churches mm -hmm. um, for the most part, but I also do a lot of fundraisers. I, you know what I love is I love comedy with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so like coming up, I'm going to be doing um, a, uh, a, power of the purse events for United way. And so they're going to be raising funds. And I, 
I just, that gives me a charge. I have to tell you, I love that. Or, you know, um, if I love churches, I love doing churches because I think that, um, first of all, it's a great place to invite a friend that maybe doesn't want to come to church because they're intimidated, you know, Mm -hmm. about going to church. And I think that's a non-intimidating situation where you can bring somebody um, and they're not feeling that threatened that they're going to get, you know, uh, because I think that's how, you know, people that are unchurched, they feel, you know, Mm -hmm. they feel threatened, you know, or they have a picture of what a Christian is from uh, social media. And uh, that's not so true, you know? Right, right. Um, So I love that as well. I love, and and plus there's just not very many places where you can go and clean entertainment. Right. So um, the fact that, you can walk into your, you know, into your church and and have a clean comedy show. I mean, what's better than that? It's it just serves so many different purposes, and it's just laughter is so well needed. It's just so well oh, yeah. needed. It really is medicinal, and so I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I know um, there's nothing like having that good belly laugh, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and being with a show on other people, I mean, you might not relate to my comedy, but you might relate to his or hers or, you know, so that I love that. Absolutely. And there is no doubt in my mind that, that God gave us laughter uh, to give us a little bit of levity with all the stuff he knew that we'd be going through. Some of it self-inflicted, of course, others, it's just the, the fall of the broken world. And to have that moment of levity to realize that there's something bigger, that this mm-hmm. moment will pass, that there's something bigger. Uh, one of my favorite uh, comedians, uh, present company excluded, is uh, Michael Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gave an interview where he said, laughter is the tangible evidence of hope. And yeah. I, I've, I've loved that quote since he said it. That's so funny because I was just going to say how laughter brings hope. It mm-hmm. really, it really does. It gives you hope. Like, you know, I have seen people um, that have just been, you know, maybe walked in like this or Mm -hmm. or they've come up to me afterwards and said, oh, thank you. I haven't laughed in so long. I really needed that. And you can see, you know, that their soul is refreshed from it. You know, it's, it's like, you know, going to the beach, you go to the beach and you and you lay out there and you get in the sun and you, but when you leave the beach you feel so uh, grimy you know mm-hmm. and after you come home and you take a shower after the beach and you just feel so refreshed and so great and you had that vitamin D and there's nothing like that you know right that's how you feel after after a comedy show. And you also showering off the beach, you've got the extra exfoliation of washing the sand off. So Mm -hmm. you feel even better. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, So Rhonda, one of the the biggest uh, parts of our show that that is actually my favorite is getting to hear people's testimonies. Uh, So, and uh, we talked before we went on the air, you know, be as transparent and as open as you'd like, but how did you first come to Christ and uh, who kind of led you along that path? So I was brought to church when I was eight years old by my parents, which is, that's a story in its own because my parents were both Jewish. Oh, wow. And uh, my father was a radio announcer and um, he uh, used to not even, not actually, he, at first he did it live. He 
did a pastor show live. Mm. The pastor invited him to church. He invited my mother, who kind of didn't really want to go to a church. I mean, she was Jewish. We didn't follow. We didn't follow the traditions, mind you. We never. Mm-hmm. I never went to a synagogue in my life. But both of my parents were born Jewish, um, <clears throat> and uh, so we went to church, and both of them ended up accepting Christ. I accepted him as a, an eight-year-old child, and uh, and I have. I have this uh, this joke actually in my act, which is true. But um, you know, I was eight, and then um, when I was fourteen, I left to start building baggage for my testimony. (laughs) (laughs) um, And it's it's the absolute truth. I mean, I really did. I strayed, and I lived, you know, a crazy life. You know, I uh, just. At 14 years old, I kind of, you know, just started partying Mm -hmm. and getting into all kinds of stuff, you know, and uh, it was made a lot of bad choices, you know, lots and lots of bad choices. What uh, what were your parents doing at that time? Did they know that you were kind of going through that rough spot and kind of let you live or was it, were you very good at keeping it secret from them? Um, no. And see, and at that time, my father was no longer following Christ. So Mm -hmm. my mother, um, was a devout Christian. Um, but my father, um, my father was, uh, a little tough, you know, Mm. he had a temper. Um, you know, he came from a, a tough childhood himself. Yeah. And so, um, it was it was difficult for my for my mom. That was probably, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was probably why I kind of strayed that way. And you know, you just as, as when those are form those formable years, mm-hmm. you know, as a uh, middle schooler going into um, high school, uh, it's a it's a tough time. And of course, you want to be accepted and. You want to be with who you think the cool kids are and what are the cool kids doing, you mm-hmm. know? And I grew up in uh, the late 70s. Uh, and so back then, you know, Saturday Night Live was on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheech and Chong were big, you know, so um, marijuana and, and drinking, that was all glamorized. Right. You know, not that it's not now, but I mean, it was, it was glamorized back then. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's what was cool. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do, you know, I thought my mom was, you know, she just, she was crazy, you know, right. she was crazy. I mean, she, that's, you know, I, I felt like I was living with an angel and a devil. I used to say, <laughs> it was terrible to say that, but, um, yeah, so that's just, that's, that's how it was. And, and that's what I did. I just strayed and made some really wrong choices and just, you know, that's what I cared about. I didn't care about school. Um, I skipped a lot of school. I ended up getting into a program. I mean, at first I was, I was on track to go to college. And then when I was in my junior year, I was going to school half a day and working half a day. 
mm-hmm. because I was ready to like quit. I mean, what was I going to do? I don't know. But I, that's, I don't know how that turn happened, but you know, you kind of go back and you try to relive like what made me do these things? Like, why did I act this way? You know? And, uh, so yeah, so I, it was, that's what I did. I did a lot of partying and that continued on, um, in my adulthood. So what ended up changing? Uh, you're, you're kind of living this rebellious lifestyle, kind of, uh, almost rebelling, if, if I'm understanding correctly against, you know, to your mom, because you saw that your dad had kind of seen the Lord and walked away. You're like, well, then what's in it for me almost? Uh, what, what ended up changing? So I ended up, uh, I was 30, 32, um, and ended up getting pregnant, um, by my now husband. And, uh, and we were to, we were already talking marriage, um, and he, he asked me to marry him. You know, he said, I, "Well, we're going to get married." I said, "Now we're not going to get married because I'm not going to have you marry me because you're because I'm pregnant." <laughs> I had a great uh, mindset. So anyway, we obviously ended up getting married, and so I wanted to get married in the church that I was brought up in, and my mm-hmm. mom was, you know still going and, uh, you know, the pastor, I mean, that was my pastor. And so normally, to be honest with you, Dave, that is not a situation that you, they would allow you to get married in the church. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, God had different plans. And uh, we were allowed to get married in the church. And, and we went, you know, for premarital counseling. And, um, and so honestly, I started going to church, uh, because, you know, I had to, at mm-hmm. least until the wedding. Right. And so, and the wedding ended and I just kept on going. And I can't say there was this one date where, you know, whoa, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, you know, it wasn't like that. Um, it, it was kind of the same way that I kind of slipped out was kind of very subtle. Mm-hmm. It was the same way that um, God worked um, in my heart. And I, I think God works in people different ways, you know, the way that, you know, he knows that you can be reached. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, so little by little, I just kept going and, you know, I wasn't going anymore because I had to, I wanted to be there. And I was like really enjoying this. And now I was going to have a child and I wanted my child to be brought up with, you know, morals. And I didn't want my child to live the life that I was living. And so I had a whole different perspective. And I remember my pastor once saying that, you know, when God wanted to change the world, he brought in a baby. Mm. Wow. And when, and when God wanted to change my life, he brought me a baby. Wow. And that's, and you know, my son really is, uh, the reason that I ended up coming back to Christ. Wow. That's amazing. And you said this happened when you were 32. So it uh, means that your, your son is what, six months. Yes. So um, <laughs> I don't know how this happened, Yeah. but my son is only about uh, seven and a half. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he stays that 
he 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 so maybe he has a full beard but still yeah we don't we don't have to talk about age dave this isn't we're not going to get that deep into this are we? <laughs> no i i just think it's funny because you had mentioned on one of your uh, other bits that i was watching on on your youtube channel about uh getting gift cards at your next milestone birthday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I knew that I wasn't revealing anything crazy because you, no, you mentioned that on stage, but, uh, but wow, that's, and that's really so true that God speaks to us in our own language. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important that I think a lot of, of our fellow Christians don't get is that it's okay to talk in someone's language where Paul says, I'm all things to all people. It's not that he changes the gospel for who he's speaking to. He changes his delivery for how, how, who he's speaking to. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can't agree more. I can't agree more. And, and that's how God got me. I had accepted Christ when I was uh, going into sixth grade, but wasn't discipled and kind of, not kind of, but actually just walked away. There were times mm. where I legitimately cursed God because of what I was going through and the depression mm. I was dealing with. And he eventually just got through to me because it, it was more of a subtle drift back in, back into faith. It was a lot of little things that drove me back to that point where I was like, okay, God, you're talking to me. I'm going to start listening. And he talked in the language I needed to hear. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how, you know, he, he'll reach you where you're at. He really will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Everybody has a different story. I mean, some people like, I remember it was March 4th of mm-hmm. 1994, you know, and I, that's not my story. It, right. it was, it was a very, um, it was a very subtle, um, but you know, it's, it's, and I'm not going to say that, you know, it's been perfectly like this the whole time, you know, right. there's, there's been some um, bumps and, and hills and um but the thing is is that i have hope you know Mm -hmm. you spoke about hope in the beginning and that's just like my my favorite thing because i have hope now and i know that my life would be totally different if um if i didn't have the lord Mm -hmm. i can tell you right now I probably would not be married to my husband, even though he's amazing. Um, I wouldn't have had the relationship with my with my mom um, and and my dad. Definitely not with my dad, um, or probably my brother. You know, um, so it, I know that because I know how um, how I was mm-hmm. <laughs> and how. You know, I'm still pretty verbal, um, but I uh, was very, very, very verbal. And I would say whatever I wanted to say because I could, you know, like I kind of had that chip on my shoulder. And uh, so God, God works in your heart. He's still working. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work to be done. I certainly (laughs) haven't reached that point yet. That's for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot of work to be done. I, I think it's safe to say that as long as you have a pulse and a breath in your lungs, God's not done working on you. Uh, so uh, never feel ashamed for anybody that's watching or listening. Never feel ashamed if you feel like God's still working because you're alive. He's still molding that pot and creating that uh, 
finished uh, masterpiece. So just trust in the process. Uh, so that's just encouragement to anybody that uh, might pick up the program. Uh, so after you've, you know, you've had your, your son and you're back in church and you're starting to have that kind of that crock pot faith just growing and simmering over time. Um, what were you doing career wise? Were you uh, a stay at home mom or were you doing something else that, uh, that was, you know, helping support the family? So I was a stay at home mom for the most part, but I was doing, um, Mary Kay cosmetics actually, um, somewhat. I had actually, uh, won two diamond rings. Because I did court of sales two years in a row, and I earned the Red Grand Am, um, yeah, nice. for a couple of years, and um, so, and their, you know, their philosophy, Mary Kay's philosophy, was God first, family second, career third. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, God knows how to change you. Because before that, I was a bartender. That's how oh. I earned my living. I bartended for years. I supported myself. And so it's funny, though. You can see the, how God, um, you know, took the gifts that I had to be a bartender. That was my stage, Dave. When mm-hmm. I was behind the bar, that was my stage. And, and, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed um, you know, talking to people and making them laugh. And and I would hear a lot. You mm-hmm. should be, you should be a stand-up comic. You know, you should be a stand-up comedian. You're so funny. You're so funny. They were drunk too, Dave. That helped. <laughs> um, people, people think I'm really funny if they're drunk, but um, no, but that you can see how God kind of set the stage there. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved into Mary Kay, the people that were at my table trying on, you know, skincare products and doing their makeup, they were my stage then. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, they were my my audience, and I, you know, I was on stage then. It's just, it's amazing how he just kind of brought me into different, uh, you know, prepared me, you know, yeah. for the entertainment industry. So, given that background, do they let you pour the uh, the grape juice or the wine at communion? So no, that you I'm can- not a, okay. I'm not allowed near it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is awesome uh so you're doing the bartending mary Kay. that's kind of giving you the ability to work a room to read people and Mm -hmm. to kind of uh, know uh what's what's happening so when did that officially when did you first take that first open mic or that first comedy performance so i was on the women's events team um at my church um and I decided to do this game because I was we, we were having a retreat. I decided to do this game. The game was it originally was going to be like, okay, Eve. Eve will be um the first uh dressmaker and we'll do like a match, you know, we'll kind of like uh Noah's wife, you know, Mrs. Noah. And, and then I said, you know what? why don't I take the characters and act them out? Mm. So I did like a whole thing. I like, you know, I kind of had an idea of what I was going to say, but a lot of it was ad-libbed at the time or whatever. I mean, I did Rahab. Uh, She was, she came out, she had a New York accent. She had a fake fur. She came out chewing gum. Um, (laughs) And so the people who were watching had to guess 
who the Bible character was. Um, and so I had a blast just writing that and doing that. And, and then I started, you know, um, I, I actually went to a few churches and, and did it, performed mm. it for a few churches. And then I started doing, I opened, um, for, uh, Tim Hawkins, Ooh. um, his DVD, I opened for his DVD. Wow. <laughs> yes. How many people get to open for a DVD? That was my start. I, op I actually tried stand up comedy before St Tim Hawkins DVD. Um, <laughs> and then I think I've done it. We, cause we would have comedy nights, you know, they'd mm -hmm. show, they'd show, uh, they showed like uh, Shonda Pierce. I opened for her DVD. Wow. Um, you know, I did uh, either skits or I did, you know, I tried stand up. And one night I just put on a whole comedy show where I where I did stand up, which I thought was stand up. It was horrible. Now, you know, it, <laughs> you know, now you look back, you're like that, honey, that, honey, that wasn't stand up. I don't know what you're doing. You were standing up. That was about as close to stand up as you're as you. <laughs> you know, as you got, but, but, uh, yeah, so that's how I started. That's awesome. And, and those are some doors that really God could only open for somebody is, uh, you know, somebody like Tim Hawkins, uh, and, uh, who I, I think that he owes every comedian an apology for not giving the heads up about 2020 since he retired right <laughs> before it all happened. <laughs> so funny. I love to tell everybody I open for his DVD. I open for Tim Hawkins DVD and for Shonda's DVD. Oh my gosh. Too funny. <laughs> the closest I'll ever be is actually opening their DVD. That's no, I, yeah. Well, no, I mean, oh, like they played, you know, I'm talking, they played their DVD mm -hmm. and I opened for their DVD to be played. Oh. Not, yes. Like I literally opened for their DVD oh. in the church. Yes. Okay. I was and, thinking yeah. like, no, you're not, like a warm up no. act before they filmed this. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, mm -mm. no, no. They're, they're actual DVD. <laughs> oh, wow. Their actual DVD. We put it in first. It was me. And then, okay, everyone look at the screen. And that's, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I, not, no. I was here thinking like, wow, Rhonda's got some awesome opportunities. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, not yet. But once the dry bar drops, you know, those oh, doors no. are going to fly wide open. And here's, here's the thing. I have surrendered my career, you know, my mm -hmm. comedy career to God. So wherever he takes me, I'm going to work hard and, you know, I'm going to do what, you know, what I um, what I know that I should do and whatever doors God opens. And I have to be honest with you, if he closes the door completely, then he does. Hmm. And then I accept that, you know? Um, but it, number one, I want to do whatever he has me to do because yeah. that's what matters, you know, on the other side of heaven. That's all that matters is, you know, did was I really following his lead? Because that's what I, I just want to be faithful to whatever yeah. he has for me. Because you know what? He's when I get to heaven, he's not gonna be like, all right, so your dry bar, uh, the likes on it, a little low, little on the low side. You know, none of it's gonna matter. Oh, so you opened for such and such, huh? Hmm, okay, well, we have a nice place over here. You know, here's your here's your mansion. You know, it's none of that matters to God. None of right. it. It matters what you do with what you're given. And so I just want to make sure that um, 
what I'm given, I use to the fullest and mm-hmm. I make the most out of any kind of talent I have and he's going to have to multiply it, yeah. you know, yeah. but, and, and that's exactly how I feel. And that that's the perfect perspective to have. Although it gets, when, when you're somebody in a performance based thing like comedy or something, it's very easy to look at the shiny fruit of the tree mm-hmm. of good and, you know, good and evil. And like, I want that. And then you're forgetting that you already have all the fruits you need. And so it's very challenging to want to pursue the fame and the fortune. And uh, so, yeah, it, that's an awesome perspective to have. And, you know, it's, you know, I pray that, uh, that we all keep it, that we mm-hmm. realize that we're performing for an audience of one. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, you know, honestly, I just want to work. I just want to keep working and, you know, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I I'm very excited about doing dry bar. I, you know, I, that's a great opportunity. I'm thankful for it. And any opportunities that I get, I I'm very thankful for them. And I, you know, I just hope that, um, I don't, I don't know like what's, you know, maybe that's going to lead me to, um, reaching out to somebody who's in the green room with me or somebody Mm -hmm. who's in the audience. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, but I want to be, I want to be used by God. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people that I pray for, they don't even know half the time, (laughs) you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm praying for them. But, um, you know, I know that, uh, God just can work through anybody. I mean, he can speak through a donkey. So (laughs) yeah, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm going to throw this up on the screen just for a moment. Uh, you've got uh, several shows, a uh, couple in Michigan. Uh, in fact, you're going to be in Michigan uh, this weekend for a couple of shows. I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> leaving tomorrow on yeah. a jet plane. Uh, then uh, at the end of the month, you'll be uh, back in New England in um, Massachusetts, up in New Bedford, uh, two day, or three days in uh, Glendale, Arizona, and then all the way back to Indiana to our, our friends down at Gutty's. On the 14th and 15th, you're going to be in their new spot in the Greenwood Mall. Uh, Really excited to see that new spot. And I saw a comment on your post that Rick Roberts is thinking about driving up to see you. So um, maybe I have to to go. Look, I'm like looking. (laughs) I have to go check that out. Oh my gosh, I have to get on Facebook. Oh, I love Rick. 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 um, Honestly, he taught me how to write. He really did. He taught me how to just take a joke and just how to edit it down and, and where to punch it. And I've had a lot of people help me. I mean, he wasn't, he's not, you know, the only person, but I took his comedy course. Anybody that wants to get into comedy, I highly recommend Mm, Rick Roberts. um, I can't speak Rick Roberts comedy um, course. School Um, of laughs. Yes. It's school of laughs. He's amazing. And he has a heart of gold. He really does. He's, I just, I have so much respect for him. And uh, not to like, you know, puff myself up, but I had Rick Roberts scheduled for this month, but unfortunately for me, but fortunately for him, he got a, a show on, on the night we were supposed to record. Uh, so he's finally getting some opportunities to get back out there. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to his movie, uh, The Mayberry Man. Yes. So That's I- how I got this gig. Um, <laughs> Rick, Rick was backed out and uh, like, we have to fill it. Who, who likes to talk? I know somebody. <laughs> that girl, she never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, uh, Gutties is going to be awesome, and you're going to be hanging out with our, our friend Haas, who is also yes. going to the Dry Bar the same weekend. The same uh, day, yeah. we are on the same show together, so I'm super excited about that. So, uh, I mean, are you traveling directly from Indiana to um, to Utah, or are you going back home and then flying? No, I'm going back home in between. Chewy would have it no other way. Um, oh, okay. so. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm going to. Uh, if I, I mean, if I had like some gigs on the way or whatever, I would. But yeah, no, I'm flying back home, and then I'll fly out um, fresh. So I'll be fresh as a daisy, hopefully, <laughs> and I'll be ready. I'll be primed, you know, get getting some stage time and getting to work um, some of my jokes out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool because I know. Some amazing comics have done dry bar and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people that I just really have so much respect for. And to think that, you know, I'm getting to do this. I, I feel very, very fortunate, really. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it drop. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, I, I can come down and see you at Gutty's in a couple of weeks because I, I just love Steve and Dennis down there and, and they're they're a heck of a team, and I'm really happy that they're getting back into their own space, and yeah. and it looks even bigger and better than it, than ever. So I'm really excited for them, and uh, they've got you coming down, which can be great. And they've got their house improv team down there. They won't take it. I keep offering it to them, but I say use the moniker the Premier Clean Comedy Club in the Midwest. I, that's what I think they are. But uh, Steve's like, Nah, man, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, check out Gutty's Comedy Club. Uh, you can see Rhonda Corey there uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks on May 14th and 15th in the brand new spot in the mall. Uh, also, if you're in Utah for whatever reason, check out uh, Dry Bar on the 21st. You can also see Haas in action. Um, and you can find all those dates and information uh, to connect at rondacoreycomedy.com. Uh, but Rhonda, before I let you go, there are two more segments that uh, we do on every show. Uh, the this last one we're going to do is we're going to ask you for your wise counsel for anybody that wants to use their gifts for God's glory. So let that stew in the back of the brain. Okay. Uh, but before we get there, uh, we have seven quick questions or random. Uh, wouldn't have otherwise fit in the interview. We call this segment the interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> so the first <laughs> So the first question of the interrogation is uh, favorite ice cream flavor. Favorite ice cream flavor. Oh, that is really tough. Um, I am going to say cookie dough. Mm, that's a good choice. I think all Christians would also say Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question number two. Uh, what's been your favorite venue to play? Hmm. What's been my favorite? Gosh, it's, you know, it's been so long. I was, what's been my favorite venue to play? Um, I did this fundraiser, the one that I did with Rocky Laporte. That was just a blast. I, it was just so much fun. So, um, that was just such a fun show. I don't know, but I, the, that like the last um the uh, clip that you showed at the at that was at rock church that was a mm. blast too i don't know that was such a wonderful audience i'm going to say there for now <laughs> I, 
Sounds good. And for any church that's out there, you've got a great facility. Maybe you could win uh, Rhonda's favorite venue to play in. So book her now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, question number three. With whom do you most identify with in the Bible? Oh, let's see. <laughs> no, I was going to say somebody, but I'm not going to say that. Um, who, wow, that is, that's tough. Um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a female. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I and identify with um, Peter. Okay. Because of, he's just like he'll just blurt things out sometimes mm-hmm. and you know he always means well <laughs> you know he's got that that zeal and that passion yeah. and sometimes it uh goes faster than it spills out faster than his brain can control it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's funny about peter one moment you know jesus is like on this rock i'm gonna build my church and five verses later he's like get behind me satan <laughs> exactly yeah that's that's about right <laughs> Question number four. Um, uh, what's been your biggest regret? Oh, gosh. My biggest regret in life is just not, honestly, not following Jesus sooner. You know, I yeah. could have saved so many bags <laughs> from my baggage right. um, and just getting connected. It's, it's, it's hard for a teenager. Um, I, I worked, um, worked, I volunteered as a youth leader um, for nine years because mm. I just think it's so crucial for um, teens to have someone that they can go to mm-hmm. that's not their parent that wants the best for them. And, uh, but they need to connect with other Christian um, teens. It's, it's a tough age. So yeah. I guess I wish that I had had someone, um, a youth leader, maybe, you know, that yeah. could have, I could have had respect for that. I could have gone to. Good word. Uh, Interrogation question number five. When was the last time that you bombed on stage? (laughs) Uh, Or am I being rude in assuming that you ever have? Oh, please. (laughs) Um, Really? Like, you know, I did a club with, um, Rocky Laporte and I bombed mm. on stage. Um, I mean, the first two nights I did not do well. <laughs> the The next night, um, because it was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the next night I did okay. You know, I, I did all right. But the first two nights were just, they were not good nights. It was at a casino mm. and that is a totally different audience. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was, I cried. Oh. I cried <laughs> because I wanted to do so well and he brought me along. And so that's the truth. I'm being totally um, transparent. Hmm. 
I, I'm sorry to to bring up the that hard memory, but that's all right. Uh, thanks, thanks. This is fun. It's a fun <laughs> podcast. Uh, what's been your proudest moment? Let's go. Let's go back to a happy moment. Oh, what's been my proudest moment? Just probably watching my son, and just just watching him become the man he's becoming and and watching him get over hurdles. Hmm. Nice. So, I guess that's that's ongoing, but I'm not really even proud of for me, I'm proud for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really not because of my magnificent parenting, but just watching just watching God you know, work in his life. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Final question of the interrogation book, your fantasy show. Who do you perform with and where? Oh gosh, that's horrible. Um, I, where do I perform? I, gosh, that's hard. Dave. That's really hard. Did you notice I put an A on the back of your name? Dave. Yes. Um, okay. I'm also stalling. I don't know. There's so many, there's so many people that I've gotten to perform with some wonderful people and I'm I'm getting to perform. Like I'm like this this weekend I'm gonna get to perform with Robert G. Lee. Mm. Like yeah. how awesome is that, you know? And I don't know. Huh. I don't know. One of those big churches, you know, one of those big mega churches. Um, say Bayside Church in, in California. Okay. Because I love, I listen to their messages. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I'm in love with the church. I'm in love with, you know, the pastors and just their hearts um, and just how that church works. So maybe there. And uh, who would I perform with? I don't know. You know who I was supposed to perform with many times and we haven't, ever, it, you know, COVID happened and mm-hmm. then we were supposed to perform together again. I haven't yet gotten to perform with Sean Reynolds. Oh. So um, I, I want to perform with Sean. I, he's just, he's the nicest guy. He's really funny. And, you know, he was really up and coming and COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I just, I want to see him get back on track. I, I love to see other people's successes. Mm-hmm. I really do. There's nothing like, there's nothing like that. And he was really starting to soar. And so he was, uh, he toured with Tim Hawkins. Um, and so I don't know. I, I would say that I would love to be able to book you with, with, with Shonda Pierce and with Tim Hawkins, just <laughs> so in the green room, you could tell them the story. <laughs> that I, that I, uh, oh my goodness. Andy, this is not the first time I've opened for you guys. Yes. I've, I've opened for your seat, your, your DVDs. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine like that was my gig? I opened for like, I opened for a DVD. Right. Yeah. 
that's how I feel about uh, some like worship pastors that they open worship music and then they turn to a, a minister that's in a campus, you know, screen. So they're like they're opening for the screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think I could uh, be a part of a church that's that big. I, I like small and personal. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the cool thing is like, Anything that fits you, there's is out there. Mm-hmm. So there is that small and and personal, and then there's the the mega churches that have the small groups too. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So everything's out there. Yeah, absolutely. So final question. Okay. Every guest, uh, for anyone that's looking to step up and use their gifts for God's glory, what is your wise counsel? Okay. Um. Just do it. Just, you know, when you look back, you can see God setting the stage. Usually from the time that you, you know, were, were a child, there's those those things that you just love to do that just become, you know, that are just natural to you. And you think they're natural to everyone else you know, and they're not, those are, those are your gifts. Those are the things that, you know, whatever it is that you're just, you're great at and everybody is just in awe. Maybe you're um, a whiz on, you know, with your computer skills or your decorating skills, or um, you can sing or whatever that is, whatever just comes natural to you. And you can't understand why, well, of course you can do this. That's what you think. Of course you know, can't everyone? And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, everyone can't. Those are your gifts. And so, um, just, you just have to give those over to God and just let him direct you and open the doors and just be willing, Mm -hmm. be willing. And, um, even if you're fearful, I always say this, do it afraid. I'm afraid of everything. I don't like to fly by myself. I don't like to travel alone. I don't, doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Do it afraid. Mm-hmm. And and God's going to take care of you. He will, he will take care of you. And he wants you to have to um, depend on him. Yeah. You know, if, if it's so easy um, to, to step out, then you don't need him. Mm-hmm. So I'm clinging to him right now because a lot of the things that I'm doing, they're beyond me. Mm. And that's a good thing because when you get too comfortable, then it's it's not good. <laughs> right. That, that comfort can, can kind of lead to that path that we were talking about earlier where it's just that gradual deviation from the Lord. And then suddenly you're like, how did I get here? How did I get slow so fade, away? a slow fade, slow mm-hmm. fade? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a song. I think uh, it's casting crowns as a song. Slow yeah. Fade. I love it. I, I love, love that, that. Yeah. because it's so true. Cause you don't even realize, you know? So, uh, yeah. So I would just say just, you know, you probably have that thing that you want to do, but you're like, you're holding yourself. Just, just do it. Yeah. You know, just, Try it. Just uh, if it's comedy, try an open mic. 
or find someone else that's doing what you want to do and, 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 you know, connect with that person. Yep. Absolutely. Great word. Uh, Rhonda Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, for those watching or listening, connect with Rhonda at RhondaCoreyComedy.com. Uh, if you're looking for uh, an event and you want to create an event for your church, your organization, uh, visit our website for booking information and contact details. You also find all of our social media links there at RhondaCoreyComedy.com. And just to put this up on the screen one more time, uh, these are the dates coming up. Uh, to, uh, tomorrow she's going to Michigan, uh, and then, uh, she'll be out in, uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, uh, out to Arizona. And then, uh, to our friends at Gutty's in Greenwood, really excited to see her down there. And then, uh, again, congratulations on the dry bar. Uh, looking forward to seeing that drop, uh, later, probably later this year, if not first part of next year, because they, they don't give you an idea of when it's coming out, do they? No, it's, it's probably going to come out in 2022 or 23. We don't, <laughs> we have no idea when it's going to come out, but you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Really. That's, yeah. that's a pretty amazing opportunity. Absolutely. So next week, uh, be sure to tune back in. We're going to have uh, Kenny Robinson Cornbread is going to be uh, on the show. Uh, we're going to talk to him about ministry and and his comedy as well. He's uh, incredibly funny. I'm uh, really glad to connect with him. So that's next week here on our podcast live on Wednesday on Facebook, uh, Twitch and YouTube. And then uh, replays on Creative Motion Network and on um, the Taken Television Network. So be sure to check those out as well. Rhonda, thank you again so much. Uh, uh, blessings for safe travels to you. And um, uh, really looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing you at uh, at Gutty's in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Thank All you right. so much, Dave. It was fun. Absolutely. Everyone, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. 